The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topo. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Most people know what you're talking about. Hello and welcome to Fofop. That's the perfect introduction to this podcast, by the way. Just them hearing you say, well, most people know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, guest Charlie Clawson, returning guest Charlie Clawson, Sam Simmons is here. Hello, Sam. Hey, mate. Uh, well, you were about to go on a rant about something, so I thought I'd turn Just on the Just something in the middle of your bloody, your table here, your dining yep. room table, which is cards against humanity. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a card game. Do people know about this game? Is, it, is it out in the it's, I mean, ether? it's out in the world. I've played it. I reckon right. it's for really... So, Right. Can you Basically, explain it? Let's, well, here we go. I'll just read the little thing here. And this, uh, by the way, this podcast is not sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. Uh, Cards Against Humanity, a party game for horrible people is the uh, tagline. It's ages 17 and up. Yeah. And basically, you get a series of cards and you have to kind of construct what you know, the, the funniest answers out of your cards to somebody's Ugh. question. And why don't you like it? I enjoy it. I, we played it. You, the, really? We played it. I, was, I did a gig on the 4th. Who did you I came play back with? Here, a, a bunch of people who were here for a party. And I, I came home after a gig and we all sat around and drank wine and like, you know, I okay. smoked pot and we played Cards Against Humanity. It was very fun. Yeah, I don't like it. It's it's very adult contemporary dinner party for me. Right. I've done it before. I ha- <laughs> it happened. It happened here. It happened in the Hollywood Hills, and someone right. bought it along. And I'm like, oh yeah. Hang and on. As soon as it Let started, I was like, oh, and Sons album. Fuck. As soon as it started, I was like, no. And I'm looking at my wife, and the beauty was okay. So there's there were three couples. Three couples, like late thirties, early forties, adult contemporary dinner party it is going to be like that. Right. And I mean, what else are you going to do? I'll you just get, tell you. You're going to play cards against humanity or fuck. What? You're at a party in the Hollywood what Hills. What do you mean? All oh, right, yeah, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Like, well, what are you no. going to do after dinner? I don't know. Pop well, on a bloody. Let me run through. Have a bottle of red, go out the back, have a chat. Have a good old fashioned chat. Don't force your fun. Well, this is That's basically- forced fun. I hate forced fun in any circumstance. Like, guys, we're going to do this game now. No. Like it just felt like real force fun. And I'll tell you, there was, okay, there's three couples. Okay. okay. I want, and also, and I want to know where in the evening this was played. Get, run me through straight the Straight after dinner. Okay, yeah. we got there. There was salmon. It was really nice. Okay. Um, we all chilled out. Bit of chat. Bit of like, oh, yeah, my, my career is better than yours. All that type of stuff. Okay. so Not uh, really, but there was a bit of hand-pecking going on. But, but yeah, other, other comedy professionals? Names. No, you don't no, have to mention No, names. not comedy. But, it, but people who are in, in, like, the you know, in, this, in this industry that's okay. here in Hollywood. All right, okay? sure. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, porn with condoms. Yeah. The Hollywood porn industry. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think they passed yeah. the law here. And I don't that's like why porn. It makes me really uneasy. I know it's good for some people, like marijuana. But anyway, we're well, I mean, topic. like, I think no, I don't. Oh, there is no such thing as off or on topic. I but just get really. I, I, I'm such a prude. I think we've talked about this. I don't mind that. I, like, I, I, here's the thing. I think that we 
have this ridiculous and we were kind of mentioning this like you just uh, on the balcony before the podcast started mm. like that it's weird in our society which things we pick and we decide we can celebrate and which pick things we decided like demons and dangerous when yeah. the things have like but everyone sim- likes a demonish thing don't they right but mine's a red it's weird that you know uh, you can advertise alcohol at like you know quarter time in the Super Bowl that, do they have quarter time whatever you yeah know, whatever Yeah, whatever they have you know you can advertise alcohol you can advertise gambling which destroy people's lives at the same rate as like you know other sort of drugs mm. so uh, my, my, my point is that we just probably should say to people you know porn can be okay but just don't be all about porn yeah yeah totally right don't, well, just, don't guys that just talk constantly like about I just had don't one have a favourite porn actress don't have a favourite porn page no not a is that a thing don't run out of people on that porn page yeah okay <laughs> all right. don't get to a point where you're like seeing it seeing it yeah, but you've got, your, you've got your favourites in your... Because I like, I like having it in my head. Do you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> I like the porn in my head. Right. When I think about maybe past conquests, like mm-hmm. swap faces, put different things going on in other areas. What, like combine exes? A mashup. Yeah, combine ex-girlfriends. Into like about a, scenarios. Like into some sort of, you know, super fuck. A little bit, yeah. Right. I like, I like my own mind for that stuff. Yeah. When I watch porn, I just get really intimidated, and I feel weird. Like I've tried watching That's it with, be the next with partners, step. and That's it's like, got to oh, be the next no. step in porn too. Like What's a, that? Well, you could if you invented like an app where in porn you, well, you could put like, people's faces on. Right. People do do that already. That's a thing. But I mean, where you could put together a not like I know. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like you know, you could put together your perfect porn actress or actor. For example, yeah, yeah, totally. and you could have like you know so and so's face yeah. and so and so's breasts and yeah. so and so's cock if you want it. It's plastic surgery, right? Do it. I mean, no, but I just meant there must be like yeah, some way that if you clicked on the website and just went click, 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 click. Yeah, perfect. Here's my super porn person. But it would they then they'd be animated, so it's like a you're fucking a gif. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that's not good. But if you put in all your favourites <laughs> and then it just had fucker. a whole a whole like, you know, roll call of different yep. different types and it's like, yeah, that's your type. You put right. in your type. Have you got a type? Uh I mean here's the thing. I would say that I don't mm-hmm. but you I do, think that you? if you put a computer program together and like they ran a composite of all your kind of X's and that sort of thing and came up with like a average sort of there would be certainly a type, yes. Okay. We were talking about types in my Uber just then, because I had a very, okay. Tell me about that. very straight Uber driver. Oh, okay. So he's like, you got you off to West Hollywood. I'm like, yep. And he's like, all right. And then he's like, I I like I like gay guys, but and I'm oh, like, here we go. What? So he's obviously assumed I'm gay in the back right. of the taxi. And I mean, you got a mustache. I'm coming over to Will's. You're going, going gonna to happen. West Hollywood, and you got a mustache. Totally. And I'm like, all right, okay. This is gonna. Let's see how this. You come into an apartment that, from just where I can see here at the table, has at least nine candles in it. Oh right. I mean, he was. Oh yeah, totally. But also a skull. There's a skull there too. Right. You are still a little bit goth. I always, I've always, <laughs> but I've always loved that about you. It's just a little edge of goth. Remember the like name? At the moment, my hair is jet black because yeah. uh, it wasn't meant why to be. Why have you done that? Well, I haven't really wanted to do this. This is why I've done this. Bullshit. I went to a new uh, hairdresser. because and you didn't want to do this? I wanted to do what I ordinarily do, which is you kind of like it's black up the top and then like, you know, down the sides, it's like shorter. Salt and pepper. And it's like, you know, it's just kind of my natural hair color. But instead, as you can tell, it looks like I've gone in and said, I'd like to look like a celebrity. Could it please be someone from the Lego movie? Yeah, it's, it's pretty black, isn't it's, it? That's, it'll go away. It's I washed right. my hair like eight times yesterday. It's really black, actually. And man. California's in a drought. 
Yeah, don't. I do felt that. really. I know. I would stop the shower in between and leave like the stuff in my hair. I, I like made a paste out of detergent and baking soda that yeah, I found a recipe for on the internet it's and very, tried to scrub some of it out. How do I say it? it's very Korean? <laughs> it's a very Korean look, like K-pop. I like it. Well, maybe that's maybe this will be a big thing for me. Yeah, maybe I cool. can have like a K-pop career. I'd be okay. Do they have like a big K-pop? Can you speak Korean? (laughs) Well, I mean, no, you just have to do one routine in Korean. Like, Sai, you know, did one song. Like, I mean, his song wasn't even in English, was it? I think that's really offensive. What do you mean you just got to do one thing? Gangnam Style. Yeah, but that's not all K-pop. Have you you investigated K-pop? It's fascinating. I don't have to be all K-pop. What are you talking about? No, this is the difference. I've just decided I'm going to come in and have a big K-pop hit. And you're like, no, right. you have to get into the alternative I K-pop think, no, scene. I think you've got to be Korean, number one. You can't just look Korean. That's like blackface. <laughs> it's quite offensive. I, I could be the... Are you I, drinking Baileys? I could be the Iggy Azalea. Hang on a minute. Have you got a Baileys? I do not have a Baileys. Oh, right. What is that? Iced coffee. Oh, right. It looks like a Baileys. It's Yeah, it does look like a Baileys. Yeah, right. I like that. I just... <laughs> I like the idea. I just really like the idea of you just having a Bailey's. Yeah, now when I do the yeah. podcast, I just have a Bailey's. That's, by the way, you now, should be sponsored by Bailey's. Are ne- you sponsored? No. It should happen at some point. Just do it. Like Bill Burr does it and he does it well. Okay, he's, uh, that's an interesting thing that we've stumbled upon. And there's, we've already like gone down a bunch of alleys that I want to explore. But uh, yeah, We haven't answered anything. That's okay. Yet. We've opened up about six doors and nothing's closed. Sam, if people are coming to this podcast for answers, yeah, totally. then things have already Go gone seriously wrong. Get out of your ear holes now. Yeah, this is not the place for answers. This is just the place for more questions and misinformation. Totally. Uh, so, Sam, uh, I, the sponsorship thing is a very interesting uh, thing because – uh, I'm about to go through a transitional phase in this podcast. Oh my god, are you going? Are you transgender as well? Are you transitioning? I mean, I could be. Are you jumping on this as well? I mean, I don't think it's Here a jumping on thing. Sam. Here we go. Bloody now, Will. I think doing people it. are just being able to express themselves the way that they were born and the way that they felt like they've always been. Oh, don't get all. I was making a bloody little joke, and it's all right. You can still make little jokes about it. Do you know what? <laughs> it's amazing here in Hollywood because. Uh. You know, like when you see one, you see one dwarf or uh-huh. one little fella, and then you see heaps in a week. Yeah, oh my God, you're like they're shooting Snow White in town. I'm seeing so many transgender people now, and, it's, and it is because of Caitlyn Jenner. Well, I think that people are more out and proud. Yeah, but it's also everywhere. I guess it's at Vons. I was served by a really pretty, and I feel bad because I mean that's I, and I've known lots. I know lots of people in the trans community, and I'm, I'm not going to offend them at all because the ones that know me love me, and I know them intimately. Some of them. From beforehand, and then things have changed. And then you're like, oh, shit. And then you think about what you did, and you're like, oh, no. And then you go, all right. And then you're like, okay, I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) The four stages of transgender acceptance. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And, like... I mean, procedurally, because I know yeah. that people, you know, people talk about, you know, especially like a transition from, because um, I know what the procedure is. I know what happens yeah. surgically. I've got a dear friend. And it's pretty full on. This is harrowing stuff to actually go through. So you are really oh, trapped intensely in that. harrowing. Yeah, it's not like, just like a fashion choice, which I was just alluding to before with you. That's no, and, me and, being silly. And of course, and that's... And, and that's, everyone's offended at fucking everything anyway. But so. that's... No, but I absolutely agree with you. I, of course, that's Have why... a joke. Of course, that's why it's a joke. Yeah. Like, it's a joke that anyone thinks it could be fashion. Because literally, like, it's, like you know what? Here's the thing. I, I bought a puffy jacket mm-hmm. like 15 years ago yeah. that was in fashion. Yeah, and now it's a, gone. And now it's gone. Oh, and you know what? If I had lopped off of my, closet. If I'd lopped off my dick and balls yeah. That's in what major happens. surgery. Yeah, well, there you go. I know you don't lop them off. I understand that there's an inversion. Yeah, man. Yeah. How full on that? Yeah. 
can we explain it? Yeah, well, just, I mean, can you? I yeah, mean, I, I, I can. Yeah, I, I know the gist. So the penis is split into four parts, okay? So imagine if you, okay, let's put it basically like a cucumber uh-huh. and just went uh, diagonal, what's the, what's the, uh, lengthways. Yeah. Cut right. lengthways down four times. Yeah. And then imagine if you peeled that back yep. and then inverted it. Then what has to happen is there is a wound. By the there. way, I, I know that if if people are listening to this podcast, there will be men in particular who, as you explain that, just instinctively touch their groins. There's something. Oh about, yeah, yeah, totally. It's just like when a guy gets hit in the balls at the cricket. There's like, this oh, weird no. human oh. reaction that you just check yours are all oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it inverts. Then there's a wound. Okay, so that thing you don't want that to heal over. Right. So they have to basically put like a. A penis-like object inside of them, Ugh. and they have to turn it right so the wound doesn't really kind of heal. So it's kind of like it's called a dilation. Uh-huh. I think that's fucking full hideous. On. Like it's hideous. So I mean, to, yeah. if so, if anybody out there who's listening to this going, "Oh, yeah, it's all weird, mate. Well, what are they doing that?" Just think about what they've gone through to get to that stage to feel like they can be complete. That's understanding enough because that is just. I mean, that's. That's physical pain as compared to the yep. years of torture being trapped somewhere else. It's not, it's not something you'll still, do for the latest fashion. It still makes me giggle sometimes, yep. but that's all right. Well, I mean, I think... Just manish, manish women. Like, I, but all, we're also, not women who look like men. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? The other way. I always think... Oh, there'll be someone who'll bloody write something now. It's okay. People can be offended because I think the great thing about the period we're in is that we also acknowledge that this is a transitory period for all of us in our knowledge and acceptance of these issues. Like, you know, there are things we say now on this topic that that we're comfortable saying now that perhaps in a year and a half or two years or five years or whatever, we won't be. In the same way as there's like, you know, uh, homosexual language. I mean, you know, like calling your friends gay or teasing someone for being like, you know, effeminate or whatever that you did when you were a kid that like as an adult, you wouldn't necessarily do the same thing you know like i I mean i think that's nice i think it i don't mind that we get some things wrong if we're on the process of trying to get them right yes (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just i'm just thinking about like where it all ends because it's it's what do you mean by that because you don't mean that in a slippery slope sense sure no 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 i no not at all Oh man, it's it's, it's turning into a, like a philosophy though. So okay. we don't they need to people do that can, again. No, I'm just people can turn off. People can turn off. People can not download the fucking no, thing. But I'm just people thinking can like fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, this is interesting, mate. Off. Let's talk about it. Okay, when you okay a kid. Okay, so you're 13. You know that you are not. You know, right? You feel like you've been born into a complete a body that doesn't. And that suit choice the made by a 13 year old, and then you can start that hormonal therapy, and you can change your body. From the age of thirteen, I don't it's know. Confronting. It's oh, confronting. It is. I mean, for it is. And I, I, because I, your initial instinct in that situation, even me, not as a parent, is they're too young to know. Yeah, because I mean, right? you think about yourself when you're thirteen. Oh, but at the same nothing. time, I've never been in that situation where perhaps yeah, you know, where these people talk about this idea of having known for their whole oh, life that they were. So I. I totally understand that. Mm. And the earlier you go through that transition, the easier, the, it the is. easier it's going to be for the rest of your life. But I still get, and I think that we can not acknowledge that it's fine for us to still be able to get. Oh, totally, you know, totally. So I think we have to do in all these situations when we don't understand things is say, okay, this is an issue that we need to address. Yeah. You know, when's too young? When's the right time? How do we properly assess this situation? You know, so that it's the best outcome for everybody involved. And then we get experts to, you know, to discover what that actually is. Who are these experts, though? Well, I mean, we have to find medical professionals and we have to find psychologists and we have to work with people who have gone through transitions themselves. 
Why Why should we get a say? I don't know. But why does it have to be? Well, then why don't we just have a bloody dictator? We should leave ex- that just says, right, that, and don't, not dick. No. But like, yeah, why don't we have one? A formerly like, dictator. Yeah, but we. A dick tucked inside you with a. Well, no. <laughs> dictator. I'm just trying to think. Look. No, but here's that, what I'm that, saying. that is. Let, let me ask you this. Why is it my or your business? what happens in that situation. Surely it is the business of the people who know most about that. In the same way as when the pilot in the plane comes on, he tells you he's going to take it up to 30,000 feet into the east. He's telling you that as a courtesy. We have agreed as a human species that we will let experts in the aviation industry cover was, aviation. Right? But also, but they're telling us stuff we don't need to know. You don't need to know that. Like, and they take so long to say it as well. Right. Captain here. <laughs> Heading up to... 30,000 feet, coming into LAX. Just fucking tell me. Just tell me what we're doing. We're landing at 11 o'clock. That's all we need. There's a bit of airplane gear. Just there. (laughs) I did some gear. It's all right. You're allowed to do airplane stuff. Right. Okay. So the experts can make the rules. Okay. So that's science. Yeah. That's science. Okay. So we should be ruled ruled and governed by science. This is fucking philosophy. What are we doing? Donk. <laughs> I love that you headbutted the microphone. Yeah. Let's um, stop this seriously. Okay, so here's yeah. what, this is where we went off onto this uh, tangent. I thought we were talking about Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> uh, I said I was in a transition phase with the podcast. Yes, that's right. Yeah, what's going on? So you're going to so, do your start, you're going to advertise soon. Uh, basically, for the last, I've uh, been doing it in some form, uh, the podcast. I've done over like 400 of them. Yeah. And uh, over the last four years. So it's been like a lot of time and a lot of work and it's kind of cost uh, Charlie and I a lot of money to, you know, to get shows and buy equipment and kind of put them up and all those sort of things. But the biggest cost of all is time, to be honest. Yeah. And like the consistency of having to like, you know, get the episodes out. And- yeah. And then and also like in dealing with other comics, I mean, they're not as organised people. <laughs> Like, hey, will you come and do it at 11 o'clock on Friday? No, I've got to change it. Like, it's, I can understand what kind of work that is. But at the same time, it's one of the most amazingly rewarding things that I've ever done. And I certainly don't want to stop doing it. But I'm about to... So, for the last few years, particularly the last two years when I wasn't doing the television or anything like that... It was easy. I've just kind of done it because I love doing it. Yeah. But I'm going back now into television and I've got other commitments going on and then suddenly you're like, well, how do I find, you know, that time I in my week? I can't believe you're doing right? Dancing with the Stars, by the way. That is really... That's I mean, a I just step thought, down, man. Do you really think? What are you doing? Well, I'm just doing it for people with bad hips. Have they actually But have they actually announced it properly yet? Uh, oh, I mean, if not, we might not be able to put We've this podcast up because I'm technically not meant to... Okay. Oh, well, it's out there now. Well, look, okay, good for you. It's out there. Okay. So I'm doing 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 the television show in Australia, Dancing with the Stars. Um, It's great. Actually, the weirdest thing about it of all, all, though, is that um, I'm actually not one of the stars. I'm actually one of the dancers. You're what? Right. They brought me in as a dancer this year. Okay. I got it now. I got it. It makes sense as well. I thought that's why I could get away with it. Yeah. Because I thought if I was going in as one of the stars, yes, you're right. I mean, it's a And in thongs as well. Right. The whole, the whole, the whole show in thongs, the whole series. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be amazing. Who's your partner? Who's my partner? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, oh, they're. Denise Drysdale. No, 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 it's not Denise Drysdale. That's, uh, I, Russell that, Gilbert. That's who it is. Russell that's Gilbert. Right. I thought it was. Yeah, TV's Russell. We're both, uh, Bulldogs fans. So a lot of our stuff is going to be huh? themed yeah, right. around the Western Bulldogs football club. So, so Brad Hardy's going to pop in. Brad Hardy will be yeah, in. Right. Yeah, he'll be involved in a couple of numbers. My um, mate Simon Cox. 
Uh, I used to go to school with. Simon Cox, yeah, hey, definitely. Hey, Simon Cox. Did you, you got dropped off the list, though. Simon Beasley, now very sick. Simon Beasley, yeah. baldy. He was a yeah. baldy, wasn't he? He can get in. Yeah, right. Kicked 100 goals a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, so... <laughs> Him. There's a real, there's a real, there's been a, an end Scragger. of footballers that kind of like, you know, like my head, that kind of ball, like, oh, a, Ke- like a Kevin mean, Bartlett yeah. or a Simon Beasley. It's, it's really gone now because, like, if Everyone Chris Judd was running head. around, yeah, but if Juddy was running around, like, with, with kind of like hair. my hair, hilarious. Yeah, how good It'd would that be? The be? Best. If Juddy said, I'm going to do one more year, but who came was, back with your hair. Who was that other Carlton that <laughs> other Carlton the one? Best thing ever. Bruce Duell? Bruce yeah, Duell. Bruce Fantastic. Duel, the Flying Dormer. There's a whole generation of people out there listening to this whole game. What is this? Who are these people? Well, again, this is a, another thing that I wanted to talk about. Charlie and I've had all these other ideas for other podcasts. Right. And I've never wanted to put sponsorship on the podcast. I always there's a couple of things that are about the podcast. I always wanted it to be free. And I always and I I don't like having sponsorship. I don't like have, having advertising on it. Mm-hmm. So there's this new model that you might be familiar with called Patreon. Do you know Patreon? No. Where basically... Oh, that's like a crowdfunding, isn't it? It's like crowdfunding, except that it's really just like a place where instead of like, hey, I'm going to try to raise this amount of money to you know do this, like you could say subscribe... If you were a listener to this and you were like, oh, well, I wouldn't mind paying like... Uh, five bucks a month or whatever yeah. and I got all the podcasts but I also get like you know access to the shows first or I get like you know cheap merchandise or whatever the yeah, okay. the things are and then you get a constant thing so you could go okay if we get this amount of money we can you know get a studio and if we you get this do a amount show of money bag. we can go to well we should do a show bag you definitely should do a show bag how fun would a show bag be but it also means that people don't have to subscribe With vampire to teeth yeah what else uh, Korean Korean wig birdie Korean Beatles. hair wig Birdie Beetles. Yeah. I haven't had a Birdie Beetle in They're years. only in showbacks. That's bags. a good memory. Only available in showbacks. <laughs> <laughs> they were good. Yeah, I love Birdie Beetle. I like the Golden Ruff as well. Yeah, well, the Birdie Beetle is just a cheaper Golden Ruff. It is. It's just like it is. <laughs> your Birdie Beetle is your poor man's Golden Ruff. Totally. They're in the same family. Like, but at, so you, at, at all the family reunions, the Golden Ruff's like the real, like the one who's done well, and the Birdie Beetle's like, they're so like, what's the mince, still doing showbag work, mate? Yeah, so what's the mint slice? Is the mint slice the uh, – no, hang on. What's that? the mint one? There was a mint one that was always next to the Golden Ruff. Yeah, it was uh, – I think that was, it wasn't – Peppermint not, Patty. Peppermint Patty. Peppermint Patty, which, yep. which was the poor man's – Mint slice. Yeah, that's really. True. Yeah, mind you, mint and chocolate should never go together. Terrible never? combination. No, nah, not my thing. It's interesting. It's a shame that they can't sponsor it though now, because you've said no. Because we've done quite a bit of advertising for them, right? Uh, now. we do. Well, this is the part of the reason that I can never have a sponsor because I just like to be able to talk about things whenever they come up and not think but about. How do we not know that we were just like you're going to get a little bit of cash for what just happened there with Birdie Beetles. Be great if they went back and decided that's how they were going to do things. If people just like, and they had some computer cash program. Cash for comments. But would they have cash for comments before you were told to make the comment? Would someone come Retrospective go, cash for comments. Why not? Like if, 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 if Birdie Beetles get on board and give me a big wad of cash now, is that yeah. retrospective cash it's for comments? It's not wrong, is it? It's not wrong. It's fine. Well, see, but then again, that's the other thing I don't want to be doing. I don't want to be coming on here every week, like, you know, fishing for some more cash. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, someone's, someone's trying to have a conversation with me and I'm like, yeah. that reminds me of Caramello Koalas. <laughs> hey, you look like a Weller woman. Man, I love your Weller hair. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So, Patreon. Yeah, so, so Patreon. Patreon. So, so, so people are like, I'll give you a dollar, then I get a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, cool. But you, but you get the podcast regardless. All right. It's basically you just saying, I think this is worth this amount or whatever. Who else is doing this now? Okay, so there's a couple of people that I really like. There's a podcast that I love called Are, are You Dude? 
U H H. Yeah, dude. It's an American podcast. It's been on for nine and a half years. Yeah. Two brilliantly funny guys. Yeah. They've both got day jobs. Okay. Right. So like, you know, one of them's working three days a week and the other's working like five days a week. And yeah. they're making this brilliant comedy podcast and people want them to tour with it and they want them oh, to wow. you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. But they can't because, you know, they're stuck with this thing. So they put it on and you know, there's levels. I, I sponsor it twenty dollars a month. Because yeah. I think it's you love it. I, I love it. But also yeah. the thing is, one of their targets, because you can put different targets. So some of ours would be things like Charlie and I'd like to be able to record the podcast when we're in different countries, but we need some better equipment to be able oh, to do that. Oh, do we ever talk each, to each yeah. other down like some type of like Skype, right. like ISD line? Yeah. Just get Viber. So you can- <laughs> Just have a chat on Viber. Chat and on Viber it. and we'll just doing? put the phone up to it, put it on our messages. Yeah, doing? Bloody hell. Well, that I mean, if we just don't cut get, if we don't get a lot of select subscribers, that that might be a lower option. <laughs> Look, you know, if we if you can give five dollars a month, yeah. what we can do is do it on Viber yeah, and, and just record it. You on can the have microphone. gang Viber, do group Viber. Oh, just everyone can Viber. Yeah, why at the same time? Right. It's great. Well, I mean, those are the kind of fun things we might actually be able to do, and this is why I wanted to sponsor uh, you do guys because. If they, because basically one of their levels is if they get to ten thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. which you know, considering the amount of people who love that podcast, isn't that unreasonable? They're both going to quit their day jobs and do the podcast full time. Okay. Now suddenly this thing that I get once a week, they're going to be doing radio. extra content. They're going to yeah, be doing totally. like you know cool stuff. They're going to be able to shoot more videos or well, whatever it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe come to Australia for a tour or you know yeah. those sort of things. I mean, that's what Charlie and I'd like to do. We'd like to be able to tour the show around America because I know we have so many listeners like in the US, but, you know, we can't, uh, yeah, other okay. than the LA pop fest, we can't. So if you suddenly had this sort of idea of going, I'd love to get someone on to help with the technical stuff and make sure I don't lose podcasts and get the sound right and all those So that's what things. you're going to do. You're going to get a producer in eventually. I think so. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Like that's at least, exciting. you know, kind of a producer webby person. Good for you, Will. <laughs> So get on, get on to Patreon. Is, it, is there a thing already there? No, we haven't put it up okay. yet. This is literally, I'm in the moment of creation at the moment. You know, we'll, we'll It looks suddenly... like he's swirling a Bailey's there, <laughs> just like swiveling it around like... Yeah. Hey, this is really subliminal advertising. Oh, that's... Yeah, it is. really makes me feel like a Bailey's. You're not the Korean Alan Jones. Do you know what? Like a, a Bailey's is a delicious drink. I will tell you that. Well, it is. Yeah. But most, most sweet, like... I th- I'm going to say... A Bailey's it, and a lot of ice. Yeah, a but lot also a lot, of, a lot of those sweet, kind of like a Tia Maria golden brown drink it when the sun goes down. Remember that ad from the 80s? No. There you go, a little bit of advertising for Tia Maria. God, <laughs> God knows they need it. I don't think anybody's bought a bottle of Tia Maria in, I don't know, the maybe, last four years or so. Maybe there'll be big... Uh, well, maybe that's the market we can affect in a noticeable way. Liqueurs. So if everybody who was listening the to this podcast market. right now went out and bought a bottle of Tia Maria, yeah. that would actually be a massive spike. Or a bloody Frangelico and- on ice with a dash of lime. Oh, remember delicious. that in 1992? <laughs> I remember that for yeah. about 10 years after 1992. It was great. Mate, that is a, a great drink. Isn't it? I'm going to do that tonight. I'm yeah. going to do that tonight. Frangelico I'm, I'm looking after a friend's lime. Hollywood mansion tonight. Oh. So I'm going to go up there with a bottle of bloody Frangelico. You can take my uh, copy of Cards Against Humanity if you want Fuck that. Have a little party with yourself. Uh, where were we getting to? Oh, we've done it. We've done it. So you're doing Patreon. Yeah, well, I think so. I okay. haven't even decided yet, but I, I feel like it's the first time that there's a model that means that the, the podcast could always be free mm-hmm. and it will never have advertising, which are my two biggest like concerns, but also that I would be able to like then expand it out and do different ones. Like What I'd love to do it is kind of, you mentioned radio, mm. is that idea of us being able to release, say, like a podcast a day. Mm-hmm. So like, say, you God, know- It's a bit much, isn't it? Well, I guess people do radio. But I mean they? different ones. So you wouldn't yeah. do this every day because at the moment- we what do both, you mean? So- 
I don't understand because it's just you, it's a, it's the same thing. You'd be sitting down talking to a microphone. Yes, but with different people. But we have different shows, right? So Charlie has a show. Yeah, I, I guess Charlie has a show called That's yeah, Awesome. Right. I have Willosophy. Yeah. Um, we've got Tofop, which is Charlie and Charlie and I, and then there's Fofop, which is had over two hundred episodes. That's funny. Four days of the week gone already. Right. And then we want to do a footy podcast. Yeah, okay. And cool. that's the one that you can come on and talk about Bristol's hair. I've already done my gear. That's hour. it. It's already gone. That's it. I've done it. I want, some, I want someone to bring... I want someone to bring back that... What? Um, that AFL hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What are you doing? I can tell you thinking about other things, aren't you? I am. Do you want me to talk for a I bit? Just, yeah, could you? Waxing services? What's yeah. going on there? I just got a message from Amy. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I need to send her the address right. of the place. That she so anyway, the Cards Against Humanity. So yeah. I'm, I'm with these two adult contemporary couples. And um, anyway, I, I was hating it. My wife was hating it. We were giving each other looks. And I was trying to look at the other, other couples who didn't bring the game along. Now here's the thing. Why were you hating it? Because it's, oh, a, it's, it's a game. It's, for, it's, it's, it's a great. It's fine. People, you can like have real fun with it. You no, can it's not fun. It's not. It's forced Why? fun. I hate forced fun. There's no, it's, it's, it's 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 our generation's pulling out a guitar at the end of the night, and it's like, oh shit, really? K San now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the, yeah, to have this isn't card it, game pulled out, as, and things were going fine. We're having a great time. It's like it's almost like an insult. Like. Hey, this is really good. Hey, you know what would make this better? If you shut up and we listen to him bloody play this card game. It, it, didn't, it didn't feel creative. And therefore, and also, my, I don't know, I felt like, I mean, I was good at it because I'm a creative, but the, right. le, the less creative people weren't that good at it. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking about my wife. Maybe that's why I liked it. <laughs> she was it. hating it. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it. Well, it's, I for bloody, it's for people I like me walk, and you, we're egomaniacs. I did we walk, don't need to. Well, I mean, it's some We don't of need them, to do more shows after the show. I, I okay. I'll, I will tell you this. I will admit this. You you may have stumbled onto something here. Maybe they should be called Cards Against Humility. Yeah, because totally, totally. What had happened? I'll set the scene. Uh, Kimberly Cooper. Uh, who I you know, know Kimberly well, Cooper. Great yeah. chick. And it was Fourth uh, of July. Yeah. And she was having at her like Melrose Place style like apartment block. They have this thing for the fourth where like they everyone opens their houses onto the pool. And, I like, like they that. All, it was fun, right? That's and very so we annoying. went along to that, and that was really good fun. But then I had to leave because I was going out to um, out of town to do a gig but Amy stayed there and uh, they were just all like hanging out having a good time when I got back here to this apartment mm. uh, they were all here okay well not all but like say 10 or 12 people were here in the apartment and out on the balcony and stuff just having a kind of like small party like yeah. a, an after late party and one of those things where some people were just like out on the balcony smoking some people are like you know in the on the lounge playing cards against humanity there's some people drinking and you know it's that sort of that's where the point of the party's at yeah now i didn't know a lot of these people right yeah. well or had met a couple during the day but you know hadn't had all that bonding time oh, no, they're all stop. in my home you stopped their fun to play a game no 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 they were oh, already right. playing the game Oh, okay. Like, I thought you walked into the party and no. went, hey, this looks pretty cool. Hey, guys, quick, let's play this yeah. game. I was trying to get them to leave. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> connect four. <laughs> See, I like a card, I like no, a card so game. They're, I like... they're all there on the ground, like yeah. on the rug, drinking red wine and like, you know, playing cards. Not, against not on your good rug. rug. Get oh, the yeah. fuck out of here. Oh, they've spilled some wine on the Did rug. Did they really? Right? Yeah, well, yeah, had, okay. yeah, okay. But that's okay. Yeah. I shouldn't have bought a white rug. Yeah. So You know how to get it out. Uh, no. White wine. No, I don't. <laughs> You always use white wine to get out red wine. White. I'm not going to no, pour trust me. away more wine. That's just a waste of more That's wine. That's how you get out the red wine. I'd rather pour have white a carpet stain. It makes sense. Waste wine. Wouldn't, okay. 
Right. I'd rather so have anyway, a glass so you've of white got, wine and not give a shit about the red so wine So you've got all these, all these women rolling around on the carpet. So they're on the carpet and yeah. then I've come in and this is my confession. I must admit that I was good at the game. It was the first time I'd played and I was good at it. So perhaps that has helped my recollection of how much fun we had. But secondly, the thing is that I realise that because you're a comedian, not only a lot of it is like joke construction, like mm. often, you know, there is beats in it that, you know, the idea that you understand how a joke works is very helpful in that game. Mm-hmm. But B, I'm really good at reading people from comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, you can tell what an audience member's into, not into, like what people, are, like what jokes they're responding to. Yeah. And so what I realized was you get better and better at it because okay. the whole game is about being able to guess what that person finds the most funny. And by the end of it, I had everyone worked out and I felt like I was like in that, that movie movie rounders like i was a champion poker player except for cards against humanity because i could really read so people you really like, ruined their fun well i mean yeah, they- you did you just came in and just won it like <laughs> you know, like who's this guy that's just rocked up that would have been really annoying well no because the, i'm a very good winner I'm you mean like you're a very good winner well i don't make a big deal about it i do i love to yeah so i'm very like i'm just like this is fun hey yeah all right <laughs> hey um I just I wanted to tell you about my um, homophobic Uber driver just then. So he's assuming I'm coming over here for a liaison. Um, But before I could respond with anything, he also told me he was he was a champion kickboxer. Oh, okay. Now I wanted to really shut him down straight away because he he wasn't being outright homophobic, but he was talking about how he was in Palm Springs and a big guy came up to him was quite forceful with him. And then, you know, he wanted him to go away. And I was just like, I wanted to play along with it and go, yeah, I'm off to see my boyfriend right now. But when he said he was a kickboxer, right. I got a bit scared. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I felt like a little bit of a, I felt like a bit of a chode, really, because I could have said something and really put him in his place and I bloody wimped out. Yeah, but would it have made a difference? A little bit. Maybe. I mean, I think the standard... Just a little bit. I mean, I've told racist cab drivers off before and got out. That's fine. But I could have really, I could have stood up. Yeah. I could have stood up for my bloody brother. Uh, well, the other one, uh, and I talk about it in this year's show. I got scared. I, no, well, sometimes just uh, agree with them so much that they become uncomfortable themselves. Yeah, but then it's almost like I'm really. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Yeah, okay. It confuses them. Like yeah. you make your point. Yeah. Like I mean, not you can't do it with everything, mm. but with some things, I just like to give them as much rope as possible. And like you don't even have to be the one doing the agreeing. Mm. You can just kind of in- keep encouraging them. To like you know to the point where the argument becomes ridiculous and even they realise they've yeah, stumbled totally. into a place. That's that- a that's a really I'd I'd like to record that conversation. That could be quite funny. Yeah, I, I but I enjoy that. Yeah, like I enjoy when I or if somebody's like making a power move on me. And they don't, you know, and like, yeah. I, I had, I've told, talked about this before, but I think you'll enjoy this because I'm sure you've been in these situations. You're here in Hollywood pitching shows and doing these things all the time, yeah. you know. Uh, I was in Australia. This was years ago. It was when Eddie Maguire, who I, who I actually quite like these days, yeah. but, um, but it was when Eddie was running Channel 9. Okay. And uh, there was a guy called Jeff Brown and I can't, Michael Healy, I think, was the name of the other guy uh, who was like the head network programmer or whatever. But they're basically the three most powerful guys at Channel 9. And I was in doing Kerry Ann Kennelly's morning show. Yeah, cool. Uh, and Why they, wouldn't you? And they, yeah, because I love her. She's great. Yeah. And so they just grabbed me off set and said, hey, do you want to come up with it for a meeting? Now, the first thing is that you shouldn't be having a meeting with me without my manager, you shouldn't just be pulling me off the floor of this thing and going, come up for a meeting that I don't know anything about and what the agenda is, right? It's a real power move already. It was a bloody... Was it a fuck cave? <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to invite you up to the Channel 9 fuck cave. Wow. 
<laughs> okay, so anyway, so you're so, up in the fuck cave. So then the, the room is designed. Like, it's the most power, like... Oh, great. So one stool's up really tall. <laughs> so, seriously, mate, seriously. It's, it's on a slope. The it's, table's on a slope. You're yeah, right, in a beanbag. Yeah. You're on the set of slideshow. <laughs> That's so funny. So the couch, you sit on the couch, and the minute you sit there, you like sink into the couch, right? So you're already kind of folded over. But then the three of them, like there's a desk and there's like a couple of chairs, but all of them lean just on the desk and on the chairs, cocked towards me. So you felt like a tiny little boy. So great. But I'm the sort of person that I could do that like in that situation, when the minute it announces itself as being that, yeah, that's my favourite thing in the world. Because anytime people think they're playing, baby you, likes being in the corner. Oh, I just love it well, because I, I love nothing more than people think they're playing with you yeah, and totally. you being aware of that's, it, and then that's just the comedian brain, right. like working right there. Like, there's nothing funny. I mean, I, there's nothing funnier that I do. I, I mean, when I try and do something really, really funny, it sometimes it just doesn't come off. But when I'm poked with a stick. It's funny. I know that. Don't poke the bear in the cunt with a stick. Right. <laughs> okay? And I know that's exactly, I know that's what makes it work. And I love, when I want my back's against the wall as well, I'm, I am a, I'm at my best, that's for sure. All right, keep talking because I have to now send the phone number as well. I right, so anyway, the, the, the okay, so the Uber. Yep. I actually, no, I'm going to tell you quickly about, uh, speaking of recording, because I wish I recorded that conversation in the Uber. But I didn't. Yesterday I went to LA Zoo because I'm starting to do some online uh, zoo reviews. Okay, like nice. a zoo review, but it's a zoo review. Yeah, um, and rating my favourite animals. And I was walking around with a GoPro on a stick, just talking into it, and the amount of filthy looks because it's school holidays that I was oh, getting right. from from all the mums. The mums hated me, but I was getting all these really. Nods of like, you're all right, mate. From all the dads, I'm like, well, I couldn't work it out what I was doing wrong. I mean, I would have thought that just like, I mean, any man who's... I, I, Wandering around a zoo by himself talking into a stick. Right. Okay, it's, it's a bit weird. You just keep the kids away from him, just as a general safety rule. Well, you do, but also, I mean, that assumption And there, a moustache. Ha- yeah, I know, but that assumption right there, it's so bad. It's like, you know, crossing to the other side of the street when you see like, you know, three black kids walking toward right. you on the street late at night. It's like, uh, come on, just because I'm a guy with a moustache talking to a stick, I... Next to a bunch of school children, actually, fair enough. Yeah, I've just taught myself exactly. Out of it. it's, yeah, it's fair enough, and it's not quite the same analogy because, like, yeah. say you're born being black, whereas, like, you know, I, hang on a minute, you have the least cultivated part of your look. Get fucked. That's not some nice. of it's your responsibility. Bullshit, man. I can't. Could, I didn't cultivate what's on top of my head. There's nothing could, up there. I need yeah, something to balance it out. But you could Chris Judd it. That's bullshit. You could no, Chris no, no, Judd no, no. it. You could go How no mustache. That sucks. That's bullshit. I don't want to be and a victim. I can, no, no. What, well, what's the bloody? I would like to see the statistics on the, on what the ratio of mustache to pedophile is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see those stats. You guys seen the pedmo stats? Like, come on. <laughs> there's not. There's not. It's. I don't know where it comes from. Rolf Harris, dodgy uh, bullshit. It's just his facial hair. Dodgy facial hair. How many? Okay, this, well, this is turning to a very rare. stupid bloody conversation because. I'm just, it's like, can you name that pedo now? Because I'm trying to think of other ones and I can't. Jimmy Savile, did he have a mustache? No, he okay, didn't. There you go. He had funny hair though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm thinking about men with mustaches in general. Tom Selleck, no way. Who's the guy that did the films with Divine? Um, uh, b- 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 uh, John Hughes. John Waters. John Waters? Yep. 
weird guy. Yeah. No. Okay, you're right. There's lots of mustaches out there. There's no problem. Hitler? Yeah, I, that's different though. Okay, that's different. It's not like, I mean, that was like a, one of those things that Shannon Noel had, but right. up on his top lip. Yeah. Yeah. And look at him. <laughs> it's just weird facial hair, but that doesn't equate that stuff. I wasn't uh, making a personal judgment about your look, Sam. I was just saying that's that what some people in would the same do. way as people profile. They profiled you. No, it's just because I was by myself. As, the same way as Middle Eastern people get stopped more regularly for a frisk at the airport, even though it's random. Yeah, yeah totally. You so. got a little profiling. That's what happened. Yeah. You still going to Starbucks, by the way, to feel good about no. yourself? I, I stopped. Well, I stopped drinking coffee. Have you really? No. Okay. <laughs> I I, went, <laughs> I, I, oh, I stopped drinking yeah, coffee gotcha, gotcha. and then I started again. Okay. Uh, I was easing back into it when I be- went home to Australia because the coffee's so bad here. I just was like, I love Why am the I- coffee here. See, it's just weak and it's and it's watery. It's yeah, good. I, a double espresso. Like that's the thing I'll do back at home. I'm just crazy. Uh, so I started drinking coffee a bit again when I was back in Australia because mm-hmm. the coffee's so great. Mm-hmm. And then last week we were in Portland and we were staying above a Stumptown coffee and they just have such great coffee that now I'm right back so in it. So what did you do? You just got wired. What yeah. did you do? Just I mean, got, I didn't really get... You got really wired and really bent all at the same time. What's that combination like? Mm, it, it evens me out. <laughs> I imagine it would a little bit. It does, I guess. I mean, I can drink a lot of coffee in the day, so I guess it's probably yeah, okay. you know, so me self-medicating a little bit of you know, bit of both. Yeah, but yeah, iced coffee—that's my jam at the moment. Like I'm on the iced coffees. Yeah, <laughs> that's your jam. Iced coffee—that's my jam. Hey, do you know what the I'm t- Will Anderson? Do you know, coffee, that's do you know what the jam. front is? Uh, the front to front. If to you front, front someone. Uh, I know. I've heard that. Like camp front on that. Like yeah, it's in the Beastie on. Boys. It's a hit on. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, if you go front, if you go front a woman. I'm going to go front her. I'm going to front her good. It's front front her, Baines. Give her a good is bloody it, front. Is it front F R? Is like <laughs> with an O? With an O. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, this guy, the guy in the Uber just told me, he was really, really, okay. really okay. pointing okay. out that he was that. heterosexual. Anyway, so. Okay. Yeah, he's just telling me about how, how many he, women he's been fronting. Right. <laughs> uh, front anyone? Anyway, it was, it was pretty funny stuff. Well, that's, Fronting. I mean, there is something about that, though, that I also find. Like, you know, the genuine kind of that p- person who constantly has to express how many women. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, that's its own thing. I'm not necessarily saying that, like, you know, the louder you deny, the more, you know, like. Yeah, uh, doth who protests yeah. loudly or whatever. I, yeah, whatever I don't think yeah. that that's necessarily the case. But I do think there is a certain subsection of people who are just like, why do you have to keep telling me? Yeah, yeah it's totally. fine. I, who I are ha- you keep telling? I had why, a horrible why experience keep- with someone like that. Yeah. Um, and we're in a car, a car ride for a good four hours together. Um, and he's an American guy, anyway. And he's like, so do you diddle the skittle? I'm like, what? And he goes, you know, do you flip the bean? I'm like, what? And he goes, you know, do you finger your wife? I'm like, oh, my God. God what are you doing? This is not a conversation. Totally. Oh, you've got to flip the bean, man. Oh, at least every day. You've got to keep her happy. I was like, fuck me, man. How does this man think this is appropriate because to be were, talking Because to there were women walking past the car and he's like, oh, yeah, I'd hit that. Like, it's just one of those men just like, that's what I was talking about porn before. Like, I just get very uncomfortable. I'm so prudish. And I just had to deal with this guy because, like, I had to, I had to work with this guy as a director. Right, okay. And, like, there was nothing I could do. I was like, and it's like, all right, do I have to uh, just at, at one at one point I just said, look, you've got to stop talking dirty. 
just stop it. It's making me very uncomfortable. Right. What's going on with the appointment? Is it all right? I think it's okay now. Okay. I've sent the I've sent the the phone number and the address. Anyway, that sex talk makes me very uncomfortable. It's the same as like going to a strip joint. It's inappropriate though. It's inappropriate I to bring it up. I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't go there with you. The thought of sitting next to you with a hard on is not good. What, would you necessarily get a hard on though? Could you? Not? I don't know because I okay. don't know what happens in a strip club. Well, I mean, I know that people <laughs> grind. On, I mean, I don't know whether I'd be able to compose myself if someone did that in my lap. I feel, I've seen the movies. I feel like, I feel like having me there would help with not getting into the mood. Well, yeah, because I'd look across at you every now and then. And, and plus, we'd be playing cards against humanity. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, we take the strippers back to the champagne room, and I crack out cards against humanity. But it's just a really weird situation to be sitting there getting aroused, and then I'm like, oh no, I'm getting aroused. Oh, quick, look at Will, and then back again. Oh, the worst! I can't even like the worst. I've only ever been to strip clubs with friends, I think, twice in my entire life. Not that I've been a I bunch think, in my entire I know that life. That sounds anyway, really bad, but, but I know it's a tradition that you're meant to do in Montreal for the comedy festival. I've never been in Montreal. Okay. What? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, to a strip club. I've never been to a strip club no, much. My, no. Both of mine... Uh, it, but that is a tradition. Yeah, though. I went with my brother for his uh, Bucks night yeah. and his mates because okay. they all wanted to go. Yeah. And that was... Uh, Awkward. <laughs> was it horrible? Uh, I mean, it's your brother too. Like, I mean, yeah. so... And yeah, I mean, it was awkward and horrible, but it was fine. It was fine. It was like, it was good. You know what the thing is? Like, I have actually, like, I mean, strippers themselves... Like I try to be as respectful of as possible because I just find there's not much difference between what we do I don't think and you what call they them do. Strippers anymore, by the way. Okay, dancers, professional dancers, exotic I dancers. I don't know. Aren't they clothes technique technicians? Clothes, clothes technicians. Clothes loss te- technicians. Clothes loss technicians. Yeah, I think that's. The I mean, whatever terminology the, now. Here's the thing. Whatever they offend. would like to be called, I'd, yeah. I'm happy to call them that. I have no resentment or anger towards them. I yeah. always find it weird when comedians make fun of strippers because I'm like clothing. You know, uh, clo- clothing, clothing drop, drop technicians. Yeah, but artists. I mean, yeah. they will use the word strippers artists, because they don't clothing care artists. about the clothing artists. De-clo- no, I think they're, they're changing. There's a move. Declothing artists. Declothing artists. They're changing the it. It's offensive now because yeah. everything's offensive. Okay, well, the declothing artists. Yeah. They're getting paid by the hour to entertain somebody. Yeah. And, that, and, you know, they're faking a connection with that person or actually sometimes having a connection with that person, I imagine, much like comedians do. I find it very hard that we... I, I find it weird that, like, you know, people who do our job would look down their nose at someone who's also just an entertainer. A yeah, different same type time, of entertainer. I mean, I saw your dick the other night. Yeah, okay, cool. I saw your dick at your show. Good, it was good. How I intense. Your, so how we'll can talk we, about that in a minute. How can we mock declothing artists when I But I'm I not actually your... mocking them, I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying But also that relationship is very different because if you're doing that one-on-one stripping, uh-huh. like imagine doing a gig just one-on-one. I mean... <laughs> that'd be horrible. <laughs> I mean, that is What a true. horrible experience. Imagine just one-on-one stand-up. Well, I guess the equivalent would be... So, because like the, the strippers come out into the room... Everybody's there, right? Yeah. So that's your gig. Yeah, yeah then, totally. But then later, after they've done their show, if the comedians walked around the room and you could book that. into a private like, room, hey man, I think you, I think, I think you're pretty because it would be like yeah, it's a really, really <laughs> funny idea. <laughs> and then maybe you and your mate, like you could get a few oh, mates, that's so you get four funny. of you, or you could just do some one-on-one jokes. You want a little, you want a little private show? Oh my god, that's <laughs> funny. I'll do some lap gear. That's such a funny idea. What's that show that was going, you know, comic strip? Yeah. We should do it properly. Oh, man. That's, that's a, a funny idea. A little bit of one-on-one time. Yeah. But there would be some real weird ones. Like you'd have Uber fans out there or someone like a Bill Burr. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you're gonna, I'm doing that for sure. Having to do a one-on-one gig in a very dimly lit room as well would well, be Well, again, 
I think comedy fans, that cross-section between weirdo comedy fans and, and, <laughs> and weirdo stripper fans would be very similar in oh, many ways. Man. Hey, back to my penis. Yeah. So you came along to a show that I did with a really great clown, like a wonderful guy called Dr. Brand. You saw it the other night yep. um, at the Virgil. Ceremony. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, and like people, ceremony. Like, I didn't, ceremony. I didn't just get my Cere- old... How do you say it? Ceremony. Yeah, okay, cool. I didn't get my uh, my fella out just for no reason. It was to balance out the rest of the show because uh-huh. there was a lot of nudity in the show. Sure. And then at the end of the show, I think this is like, I'm like, all oh, right, this will balance it Spoilers. out. This means it end. Yep. Yeah, oh, it's not going to go anyway. But um, anyway, uh, it's actually quite freeing. So I've now done it like 15 times on stage. Mm-hmm. Totally cool with it. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it again. I think maybe if it was on film or something like that. Maybe <laughs> bit of no bit. Of, well, a bit of fast bender. I'd do a bit of fast sure. bender if I could. I'm not endowed like fast bender, but it's there. But also at the same time, I'm doing okay in that department, but I want you to remember something from that show. At the very end of the show, yeah. what the clown does to me. Basically, I'm molested on stage. If you want to know what the show's about, I'm molested on stage by a clown for an hour, uh-huh. essentially. Sure. At the end of the show, he gets a large sponge soaking in Fanta, puts it down my pants. Now, it's ice cold. So that thing retracts. You know right. what happens Shrinkage. when doodles yeah. Yeah, hit cold water? So whilst I'm at the back and he's out the front there, I'm bloody really thinking sexy thoughts. I'm right. doing everything just to get a little bit of life. You've got to get thing. that composite girl back again in your yeah, head. Yeah, it, it doesn't. And it, yeah, it's hard. Right. It's not hard. Well, it's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, I just thought I, I, no, wanted, to, I, mean, that's I wanted to clear that up. Right. Plus you yeah. were standing further away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if I... Um, but that's the interesting thing, that we started this conversation with you saying you don't like porn, but we've got to a point where you yeah, just really admitted weird, that it? you would take your pants off for a film. For film, I'd do it. Yeah, for a tasteful art film. Yeah, right. Totally. But one person's tasteful art film is another person's Imagine porn. if you got cast in something, and it's like, you know, and you had a nude scene, you'd do it. No, I would not. Really? No. Wow. I mean, also, I don't want to be cast in anything, so it's an easier conversation for me to have. But Okay. Like, I don't yeah, want to act, but I certainly don't want to act when I have to, like, take my clothes off oh, see, in I'm, any I'm, way. Look, I'm a prude. I don't want to have to Porn take Porn, my- I find quite uh, – I, I guess I don't I- – it just it just feels a bit degrading. I, I, I never like the, the the people who are in the sure. porn. If you like, were, they don't look like nice people. I don't were, want to hang out with the people who are in the, the porn. house. But if it was someone I like doing porn, maybe if you were around I'd the like house, it. would you take like and it's hot? Will you oh, just yeah, have no. your shirt off? Yeah, yeah, totally. Really? Yeah. Why? No, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just um, I'm asking because I'm mean, like uh, I I wouldn't always boxes on, but like maybe a t-shirt or something. But like I mean, I've got no problem with being nude. No. Yeah, no, I, like, I'm just I'm just not a comfortable naked sort of guy. Yeah, in okay. Have you got weird nipples or something? Or no, I don't think it's anything specifically about. I used my to live body. with a guy who had foul nipples, and he was like really proud of his body. They were like little bloody disco nipples and they were always there and he'd be in the kitchen bloody making a sandwich with his nipples hanging over the plate. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> he was one of those guys, one of those men men. You know, those like uh-huh. real expert at everything. Like yep. one conversation with him, you're going to like this. It's okay, a conversation good. with one of these men men. Just thinking about this guy, okay, so he's topless. He looks like a little, uh, little Greek Adonis, okay? okay nice. Short. He'll know who he is. He'll listen. <laughs> Anyway, so he's got his like, tussled, like, uh, erotic ebony hair. Anyways, they're standing there with his nipples out. I'm getting hard now. No, anyway, so he's making a This sandwich. is what you got to think of at the end of the show. And uh, there's just nothing. <laughs> there's nothing going on in the conversation. We're oh. just like, no. And he's like, it's going to bloody rain today. And I, I said, is it? And he just went like this. Yeah. 
One of those guys. You know those guys? Yeah. Real bloody little expert. Yeah. Just to piss me off. <laughs> His weird little nipples. Anyway. Oh, no, I absolutely, I, I agree with that. And I... I, what I you, well, you agree with what? Disco nipples? No. You just I, agreed with nothing then? No, I agree with your You were looking your at your bloody phone again. You just agreed with nothing. No, I wasn't. I was... I agree with your perspective on that story. Yeah. It's, it's, I agree it's, it's, that it's annoying and weird when somebody is like that. I agree that I know yeah, people like that, you, I guess, was what I was trying okay, to say with you. Sorry, I, I, I got a little... Sorry, I'm just a little bit defensive about my penis. You, it's right. Well, it's okay. You don't need to be defensive about it. Yeah, it's all right. In the context that it was used the other night, it was appropriate. Shut up. It was a comedy show and it... Oh, yeah, it's totally. comedy. You know who came to that show and loved it as well? Okay, tell me who. Husey. Husey loved it. Oh, yeah, of course he would. <laughs> which, which I loved, that Husey loved such a weird bit of experimental clowning with a Southern Californian clown and a dickhead. I would, I've would. i said this before on the podcast, Sam. Like uh, People who listen regularly will actually know this. Uh, so I'm not saying something to you that I... like. I mean, this is something I've said previously on the podcast. And why I enjoy your work so much. And I oh, think let's not the do this. Reason, no, no, no. Don't, yeah. don't, okay, the same reason no, just, right. that Husey would yeah. is that with most comedians, even comedians that I think are absolutely fantastic and I adore, yeah. like even Bill Burr. Use Bill Burr as an example. Someone who's as good yeah. as anyone going around at the moment. Oh, I love him. I sit there, but by the end I'm a little exhausted because my brain, even though I don't want it to, is half enjoying it and half just calculating what he's doing and where okay. it's going analyzing and like analyzing it. And yeah. I don't mean I'm doing that on purpose. No, no, but no, it's hard I understand to, that. I understand whereas that. with your comedy, it is so different to what I do and so different to what Husey does that I bet he just finds it's like a it's, break. A, it's a relief. Yeah, I can understand. Like, that. I, I, I can understand. I, that. I keep describing it to people. I said, you, I laugh the whole time. And if you stop me three quarters of the time and said, explain why you're laughing, I I'm don't not, know. I'd just be like, funny. It's funny. Yeah. That, you know, and thank you. Man. That's, a, that's a massive compliment because it's hard to kind of make that kind of thing happen right. where you don't know, because I don't know what I'm doing. We don't know what we're doing, right. which is great. And it's a wonderful thing. Like, that's, it's a show, it's a very indulgent show. It's for both of us, but people really like it, which is really, really lovely. It's I for think us that, to have fun with each other. I think that's also something Did you see great. my cock coming? Did I see your cock coming? Did you see my cock coming at the end? No. See, you didn't see that's that a, either. That's, a fresh, that's yep. an expression there that we go. can use for the promo. Did you see my cock coming at Did the you? end? At the end. <laughs> 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 oh, man. This is me shaking my little Hollywood juice. Oh, now, let's talk about that to finish up. Because the reason I was looking at my phone before, and I do apologize for that, is that, no, because Andy Peters, our friend Andy Peters, is going to arrive, and here's what we're going to do. Again, this goes into my idea of like trying to just do different things with the podcast. Yep. What we're going to do is we're going to do this episode, mm-hmm. and then we'll do like a mini crossover episode yep, nice. in the middle with both of you, and then I'll record an episode with him. So it's like a progressive sort of you know, dinnery thing. I like it. And so I was just checking to see when he was going to be here and he's going to be here soon. Cool. But before he gets here, let's talk about the fact that you're doing a juice cleanse. What is that? <laughs> there was a little lilt in your, in your little lips when was you said that judgy? then. Was it judging? Juice cleanse. Was it judging? Oh, doing a juice cleanse. Juice cleanse. Oh, because daddy's turning into a bit of a boomba. Oh, is that what say? it is? It's and just, it's vanity, complete vanity. It's not for health? Oh, it's a little bit of both because I got a, um, I know, I, I haven't told many people this, I got a colonic oh, yeah. recently. For, f- for, for free. For free. No, no. <laughs> for free. <laughs> Fuck. Imagine that. Hey, man. Just on the corner of the street. Do you want a colonic? Do you want a For free. And, 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 and then you say, is it for free? Is it for free? <laughs> is it for free? <laughs> I was in Brisbane and I had a bit of downtime. My friend. <laughs> no. And it's, of, all the, of all the people who put me onto it, it was Lawrence Mooney. <laughs> Mooney's like, oh, you've got to do a colonic, mate. Yeah. So I walked past a holistic healer and I said, <laughs> uh, colonics. And I was like, 
Uh, and I went in there and I yeah. went, I'd like, I, think I'd like, I think I'd like to make an appointment for a clinic. Yeah. Thinking, there's no way they'll just put me in there. That would right. be for like on Thursday and yeah. then I'll, go, I'll not go on Thursday because I'll think about it too right. hard. She went, yeah, yeah, we can put you straight in. I'm yeah. like, can you? Can you? Oh. Is there not something that I have to do beforehand? Is there not any preparation? Right. All right. Got up there and it was a very medical-like procedure and it was a really, really interesting... Medical-like. <laughs> well, it was a bit. It was a little bit hippie at the same time. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, she was really, really lovely. It, it felt... So it and of course, she? it felt weird going in. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Tell me all about this. Like, okay. What do you so wear? Like, where are you... It's like a, one of those nightgowns like when you're in a hospital. Okay, backless gown. Um, you're lubed up. Uh-huh. And it's like lube a, yourself up, or do they lube? No, you up? she she did it yep. with a glove. Uh, how did she do that? Where are you sitting the down? Fingers. Well, okay, right. I'll explain it all. I yep. I get in there. We talk about my diet. Then she says, right, get in there, get into the gig, your gown, then come out here, hop up on the bed. How old she? The bed. Oh, she was like thirty five. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, she said, hop up on the bed, um, and then she said, turn, turn it because you know it's got no. Back, your ass is yep. exposed. So, uh-huh. so jump up on the bench slash bed, medical thing, and then roll over on your side. So my ass is revealed to her, and then she's like, "Right, well, I, this is going to feel cold." And then she like used a bit of um, I think I, I think I heard her spit in her hand. I'm not too sure, but <laughs> anyway, it was like she, that scene from Broke Batman. Totally. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so she she basically lubed me up a little bit, and then this thing went in, uh-huh. and yeah, it was really uncomfortable. And then it got in there, and then. It was weird. Like she just started talking to me, and it had already begun. Oh, so she doesn't even leave that she's no. Mm. It just had begun. She's there the whole time. Totally. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I've thought of it more in a clinical kind of scientific way. Sure. You want the experts? Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. A good point. These are experts. Yeah. This um, person so, who just walked by on the street. And she's letting it happen. She's like, and look, when you feel like you need to do a poo, yeah. let me know, and I'll let the valve go. So I'm like, oh, I think I'm full, and it would happen anyway. It was really amazing. Like, I mean, it wasn't... Oh, because they're filling you up. They're filling you up. So basically what she said, it was like being at the petrol bowser. Because yeah, at, at first... I see, I didn't even... I've never even thought it through that... With water to rehydrate yeah, you. Because right. you don't realise how much... And then everything's going to come out. I mean, you can drink water out. every day, but it's yeah. just also what happens down there. Especially mm-hmm. if you drink a bit. She's sure. like, how often do you drink? And I'm like, I drink a bit, actually. And she's mm-hmm. like, right, well, you're going to notice I'm going to be filling you up for quite a while. And I'm like, why? And she goes, you're going to be quite dehydrated. So she did. She kept filling me up and it went for like 45 minutes and then. <laughs> And it's like, let's admit it, we're humans. There, there's yeah. like, there's kind of nothing better than a really good poo. Like it's up there with like sure. okay. quite a few things. Like it's right. a, when you've had a good one, you're like, yes, like it's a. It's freeing. You've disposed of your waste. No, it's good. It feels good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but you, you but it's not like you've just done a thing. It's not like it's a, you know, no, but you, I mean, it's a you... Justin Hamilton joke. You know, when he caught a cat having a shit. Yeah. In the bathroom, yeah. and then it caught him. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Well, you fucked that up, and it's like gets all shitty and walked away. When you've had a good one, it's great. Right, no, no, but also I think that there is some, like, at that moment, mm. you have disposed of your waste. Like, you, you've got the least waste inside you as a human being. That you, That's why you feel good as well. I you get the well. same thrill of, from it as I do. I really like a good one. I really take my time. Anyway, we don't need it to go to the gutter here. Okay, we don't. But I'm just going to tell you, it, it felt amazing. So you're getting rid of all this type of stuff, but it's going through a tube, okay? So all your poo's going through a tube. Mm-hmm. It's got a fluorescent Poo-tube. light. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a fluorescent light behind it. So you she get would stop it every now and then. And she said, uh-huh. the main thing that's wrong with your diet, uh-huh. she said, you don't chew your food properly. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, look, that's a whole mushroom. And I'm like, oh. So that's the point. So it's a, I know this is revolting. I know. Because it bypasses your duodenum. Uh-huh. I found this stuff fascinating. Okay, and I tell I you what, do you know yeah, how I felt afterwards? Me. What? I felt like a bloody 18-year-old boy. <laughs> 
I felt like a child again. Like right. I felt alive. I just felt really, really good. I went back one more time. Yeah. And then she then told me about juicing, do juices, like clean out your system. I guess I'm just look. I'm trying to lose a lot of a little bit of weight because I, I still want to look a little bit like an idiot. What so uh, a little bit of chub what's, is fine. What, where does your weight come from? Oh, it's from breads and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm a boomba. Like I can eat. Like last night I went to a Mexican restaurant and just gorged like a piglet. Yeah. Like cheese and corn chips come off it. I mean, El Compadre restaurant. If they want to sponsor the podcast, oh they can. Oh my god, they can. But you know what? I actually give them a plug come because me, the amount of times you. they've given me free chips and salsa. That's what they do. And like, I don't need to eat anything else. My god. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm having a, just a day of juice. Because I mean, okay. if you think about it like an animal, this is my zoology background coming to, to light here. Sure. If we were humans, okay, if we were humans. If what we were about? humans. If we were like Cro-Magnons, uh-huh. or we're running around in the end, and I'm not talking paleo diet, that's all a load of shit, but you'd, you would at certain times, okay, say we've hunted a zebra, me uh-huh. and you. We need to eat. I know you're a vegetarian, but back then you probably wouldn't then. have been a bloody vegetarian. Sure. So we've killed a zebra. And we've just bloody eaten zebra all day and we're full of zebra. Probably the next day, we've eaten so much zebra because we've spent three days trying to hunt the fucking zebra. Then we've killed it and then we've eaten it. We won't eat for another few days because we're full. And that's what happens with big cats. Like big cats don't go off and kill a giraffe every day. A lion will like, you know, kill once every three days and then just gorge and sit around going, oh, Oh. shit, giraffe. I think it's, what's it called? The, uh, The itis. Oh, okay. The itis is after you've had a big meal and you're just like, all right, got to go to bed now. Um, so it's like that going for two days. So that's what happens in the animal world. So you should kind of do that in your diet. If you are a meat eater, you should be doing that as well as taking a day off. And what the fuck does this turn into? Health advice with fucking Sam Simmons. Anyway. No, I like that. I like but anyway, so every day I'm trying to do like a day a week where it's just like chill out. And I sound like a wanker now. Getting Botox too. What? No, I'm not. No, that, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Unless you were getting it for some medical reason, like you Look, were, if there was like, a you, magical, you can get it for other, you know, Botox. They're shooting Botox in the UFA. Oh, there's weird places. Days. They put it under your armpits oh, to yeah, stop, to stop you sweating. sweating. Yeah, yep. I've heard about that. I mean, if they were to like come out with like there was a helmet you put on, you suddenly got hair. Right. I'd battle with that decision. I really would, because I'd love to have my hair again. Because I don't know whether because we met years and years ago. I would have been going bald then anyway. But I used to be man. I used to be beautiful. <laughs> I was a hot guy. Like, I really was. I looked like Brandon Lee from The Crow. Right, that's So, true. it's really yeah, hard true. to go from someone who was a good-looking chook then into this. Like, I've been through pain. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like sometimes I look at myself and just... And it's it's a, not just a shock. It's just really... It's, it's just disappointing. Like, sometimes I'll look at myself in the mirror or just catch myself getting out of the shower and go, Oh, yuck. Here's what I would say, Who's though. that guy? No, nah, here's what I would say. I reckon what you've done is great. Because I've well, embraced the hair and I have to, but I wear hats. I'm vain. No, but also but then I, it comes off to be crazy. Yeah. I, well, I think that you've got to look now that you like you are going to look exactly this. Like you can look the same for a long period of yeah, time, totally. which is great. I want that. Do you look. Know what I mean like you kind of will feel like you know this is how you look now, and it's like you you mm. know. Whereas like, I mean you know this is not my natural hair color, Sam. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> It is a really Korean cut as well. So Korean. It's great. All right. Uh, look, uh, let's uh, do a little plug and then we'll uh, get Andy in and then uh, we'll do another one. So, uh, Sam, where can people find you? Where can people check out you? Are you going, you're going to Edinburgh. You're going to Montreal. We're both going to Montreal. All over the shop there. You're going to Toronto, Toronto as well. We're both going to Toronto. 
So that's like next week. When Lots of there? Australians in Toronto, by the way. So the right. show should be busy. Uh, when are you... How does it work for you? Are you selling... Or is it just JFL pass holders? JFL like, yeah. pass holders, but there is a way of getting on board. Okay. I don't know. It's all very... All right. Suspicious. Yeah, it'd be nice. So We're really excited. So, so when Toronto, are you there, you know? Yeah, I'm there on the 18th. So I fly out on the 17th. I'll hit, I'll hit up the zoo, do a zoo review. Oh, yeah, nice. Then I'll go... Then we, we're in Montreal at the same time together. Yes. Being little friends. Um, who else from Australia is there? Creasy? Uh, Ronnie Chang. Ronnie Chang, of course. He's already there doing, buddy, the multicultural show. Yes. So Ronnie's there. It's called um, The Ethnic Show. Yeah. It's weird to call it that, isn't it? They should change some of their They language. really should. Yeah. The Ethnic Show. <laughs> Come on. That's anyway. pretty old school. Uh, yeah, so Ronnie Chang is there. Uh, Joel, Joel Creasy, Creasy is there. I believe, is going to be there. We've got some ladies representing. Yeah, There's going to be some ladies. Will, there definitely will be. I, okay. don't, I, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't know either. The so then Montreal, and then I've got a couple of days off, and then, uh, oh, I'll go back to New York, um, and I'll hang out there for a little bit, do some pitch sessions, Oh, do some pitchings, nice. which is fun, and then go to, then I'm in fucking Edinburgh for a month. Okay, so go and see the show in Edinburgh. To, yeah, yeah. It's just the thought of Edinburgh for another month. This is a show that was, uh, won the Barry for best show at the Melbourne International yeah, Comedy Yeah, and Festival. it's going to be interesting as to how it translates there. I, uh, even here as well. I'm really excited. I'm doing Monday night at the Virgil as uh-huh. well, but that this won't be out in time for that. Yeah, well. Okay, good. Yeah, Monday night after the show. Yeah, after so 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, so I'll be seeing whether things have translated into the American vernacular. Oh, and so that's the new show. On Monday night at 10 yeah. o'clock. Oh, gee. Yeah, so we'll see I, I how that... I might even try to make it to that. Yeah, so I'm going to see how that kind of changes because it's, it's an interesting little show and I, I, I do... It's one of those shows, you know, when you have a show and you've got an hour and you're like, that's my show yeah. and you know it's the show yeah. and it's very rare it fails. You can drop the ball, but you can just... You can really... You can drop the ball a little bit. The show's still going to be good because you know good. it's It's always a show. good when you know the show. That's a good... Yeah. Sh- that's always good. So it's going to be interesting to see whether that show translates here. Uh, I will be doing my uh, show, Free Will, at Nerd Melt on Saturday Saturday night. at 5 so o'clock, tomorrow? I believe. 7 o'clock. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, it's... The reserve tickets are, like, sold out, but the... Well, not sold out. It's free, but... Uh, they just basically say, you know, if you come along, there's always a few people who don't come and they put totally some extra people on the back. You can basically just get in. You know, well, it's Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Will Anderson, come off Saturday it. Saturday night, 7 o'clock. That's great. great. What a way to start. You know what? Then go to El, Cal- um, Cal Padre. What El is it again? Padre. Go there. Eat yeah, too many can. cheese and beans. Yeah, I might salsa. go there. I may go there. There you go. After the show, uh, Gareth Reynolds is doing support for that. and then From the dollop. Yep. And then on Monday night, I might come and see your show, I reckon. Yeah, right. Well, it's, it's, it's free after Hot Tub. It'll be then fun. Then next week, I'll be in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, Comedy on State. So if people could nice. come down and see that. Then I'm in Toronto the two days Shut up. after Sam, 19th and 20th, I okay. believe, doing my free wheel show there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yes, uh, Montreal. The, the one I really want to plug is uh, uh, Saturday, July 25, uh, Free Will. So come and see that. But, is that you know, Montreal? Good, yeah, Montreal. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then back to Australia. So um, uh, two shows only at the Enmore because uh, we have to start growing pre-production, but I'm able to sneak two shows in. So they're my Sydney shows. So if you want to see me uh, do Free Will in Sydney, you have to come to one of those two shows, August the 7th or August the 8th, Justin Hamilton doing support. And the Perth shows are selling pretty quick as well. That is uh, in October the 10th. Where are you playing in Perth? Uh, the PCEC. Which is where is. I play. It's like the Riverside Theatre okay. at the convention. I played Center. the Heath Ledger Theatre there. Oh yeah, it, it was, was extraordinary. Good. It's one of the most beautiful theatres in the country. Oh, 600? Oh, nice. It's an amazing theatre. Oh. Yeah, I love the beautiful. octagon at UWA. I always like, and they say they they're telling me that the Regal, the Regal okay. might be really good. Hughesy did one that he really enjoyed. I'm thinking about changing. Was that the Subiaco Oval? 
It's the Subia. Was yeah. it the Wacker? No, yeah. I did this little theatre. I think it was the Wacker. Well, because the, the thing about the the venue that I play there, it's three and a half thousand. Get and out! And so it. basically, it means that that's annoying, though. Can they see you? It's actually a really beautifully put together room, and it, the sound sure and stuff is amazing. Yeah, well, the sound's good, but you want to see your little nuances in your face. No, I agree. I think it's too big. This is the whole reason that we're talking about this. Is like I, I think I'll do it this year, and then maybe like next year, if I can find some time, I'll re-explore a smaller. Always, that was like anti-publicity. Then I didn't mean that. No, that's no, that's bad. fine. That's fine. No, I mean okay. I want people to come and see the show. And yeah, to be so honest, it's an awesome place to see the show because it's a rock. You know, it's a rock yeah, night. Totally, like you know, totally. three and a half thousand people, and it is a really beautifully put together venue. So it kind of feels nice everywhere in there. But um, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe doing Perth. You know, early like I, I'm thinking about. I don't know if this will work or not, but maybe doing all my Australian touring at the same time. You know, because because I already do. You know, Brisbane and Melbourne and Adelaide, and then Sydney Comedy Festival comes off the back. I could do Sydney that, and I wonder if that might not be a better thing to just do it all in one tour rather than scatter it over the year. Yeah. Um. So. I might look at some smaller venues in Perth, like and try to find it's something beautiful that theater. works. Can right. I give a plug to something? Yeah, of course. Go for it. The the giant dwarf in Sydney. Okay, now it's uh, it's just something to look at if you're looking for something really, really odd and different. You do stuff there. I know you've done stuff do. there before. And spoilers, um, here. Okay, well I can tell the people in the podcast, but what? Well, this is something I shouldn't be plugging yet, but I'm going to plug it now because you brought it up. What are you talking? Um, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, I did two shows this year. I did Free Will. Um, and, and you did, and buddy, I hang did, on a minute. What was it called? It was called, bloody Political Will. Political Will. Yep. So the, there is a chance, a pretty good chance that probably towards the end of the year, I'll do a little, a tiny little season of Political Will at Giant Dwarf. It's a great venue. Yep. And it's kind of like, it's very cool. The hip kids are there. Yeah, I think it'd be a Get fun place there. to yeah, do that show. It's really, really so. fun. I did six nights there and it was amazing. I just got a Wonderful message from staff, Andy Peters that says, I'm here, so okay, I'm going right. to stop this and go down and get him. Going through all of Will, Will's things and he doesn't know. I've touched a lot of his stuff. I rubbed. I've rubbed one of his skulls in the crevice of my ass that recently had a tube up it. So I hope he's going to enjoy that. I've also put my balls all over his his coasters on his his drink coasters on his table. So um don't don't tell him, okay?